Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. Hey, Autumn, I just want to tell you in case you forgot. Yes. We interviewed Peter Walsh. I know. And we're still on cloud nine about it. We are still on cloud nine because for two girls who recorded Clean Sweep and debriefed on a regular basis about Peter Walsh, (laughs) this is like a pretty mega deal. I mean, I know. He was just as no nonsense as he is on the show. I thought maybe he would be like, well, of course you have every single issue of O Magazine for the last 15 years. Of course you do. We can't get to Oprah Magazines yet. We need to spend a minute there. I know. I know. I just, that's all I've been thinking about. He did not disappoint. No. I was imagining myself standing in the driveway with the different tarps like they had in Clean Sweep of (laughs) of keep trash or donate. And he's standing there and he's looking at me and saying like, it's not about the stuff. What is so funny is that the main theme that came out was it's not about the stuff over and over. And our whole podcast is about it's the stuff. My my favorite part was when, well, I had many favorite parts, but one of my favorite parts is when we were talking about the challenge and I thought he was going to be like, oh yeah, way to challenge yourself with getting rid of, you know, and he's like, "Mm, yeah, no, that's pretty forced. (laughs) No, you don't do that. It's not about the stuff. Like, so our whole challenge that we bemoaned and whined about, oh, it's day 26. I got rid of 26 things today. He's like, who cares? It's not about the stuff. I know. He just kept bringing it back to that, what's your vision for the life that you want? Yeah. Figuring out what the vision is, it actually takes some work. Like, you actually have to be still for a minute and pause and think, what is the vision I want for this space? You don't agree? Yeah, I do agree. I just think we might have to spend some time on it in a different episode because I have tons of vision. I just also have three kids. How dare they get in the way of my vision? So... (laughs) It's just a matter of getting the vision to match up with reality. It feels a little easier said than done, unless Peter Walsh is standing right there with you. Well, I do agree with you, but I think even the act of saying to yourself, like, okay, I'm stressing out about this stuff. I'm going to step back for a minute, and I'm going to not focus on the stuff for a minute, and I'm just going to say... What is my vision for this space? I think even that is further than many of us get. Certainly further than I get. Because I get so consumed with the stuff that I'm not thinking about. What is the feeling that I really want when I walk into this space? Or when... Do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. He has something extra because... Because if I said, Bethany, what is your vision for this space? You'd say, I see my Oprah's piled up in the corner right there. Oh, I sure would. There's something else. You're right. You're right. Because I would not have cried if he had not hit... He hit a nerve. Yeah. I think it was clear from the episode. If you haven't heard, we hope that you will go back and listen to it. We were on Skype. So we were seeing Peter Walsh. So Peter Walsh was seeing the tears welling in my eyes. And he says, I can see the emotion there, right? Like he saw like he had hit a nerve. Yeah. And it was so true. It was so much more than just, oh, you have that pile of magazines over there. No, it was about what have I made those magazines represent? Oprah represents, she's such a big part of my, I don't know, my sense of self, my 
I know it's going to sound cheesy, but in some ways, like my compass. When I would go home from middle school, I'd watch her. And then in high school and in college, and I so connect with her message that I feel I have tied a lot of emotion to those magazines. And it's a collection. It's not like my stamp collection when I was a kid where I was like, oh, yeah, where did that go? No, it's this collection that is so meaningful to me. And I don't read every issue. It's true. Like, I sometimes don't get to the issue. He's like, even if you don't read it. And I'm like, how did you know? I, I've missed a couple in there. More than a couple. More than a couple. <laughs> it's just so true. And sometimes you give this stuff this weight. Like, if I could call Oprah right now and ask her, like, Oprah, do you think I should be keeping your magazine? She'd be like, what? I don't even keep every issue, <laughs> you know, or we have every issue at the office. I don't keep it at my house. That's right. Or maybe she does. Who knows? No, she does not. She does not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the vision she has for her space. Right. So I guess the challenge is what is that object or those things or that stuff you have in your space that you have given this weight to? And how can you step back from it long enough to see what have I made this mean? What do you mean by what have I made this mean? Well, what emotion have I tied to those Oprahs? What if it's more than just a magazine? I can flip through my real simple magazines, pull out a couple things that I like or and then recycle the magazine. Like I have no issue with that. Yeah, but these magazines are so different. Yeah, I like the story he shared about his own cookbooks. Yeah, he had tied it into this vision of himself as a chef or as a cook. Right. Do you think you have any objects like that? I mean, you're a professional organizer, so I feel like you are so much better at keeping this stuff in perspective. I, I don't know. Do you have anything like that? Um, I'm sure there's something if I take a minute to think about it. Go ahead. Take a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have something. I'm just curious because I definitely wouldn't have considered my Oprah's tied to emotion in that way, but... I mean, maybe. Maybe I just didn't pause long enough to think of them that way, you know? Yeah. So? Are you going to ask me if I'm getting rid of them? That's what you're going to ask. Does that mean you're going to be saying goodbye to your Oprah magazines? Well, <laughs> let me re-ask the question because that was a little too direct. Yeah, go ahead. Bethany, have you thought any more about what Peter Walsh said regarding your Oprah magazines? For sure, yes. Like I said, I listened to it at least three times. I have thought about it so much. I. Uh, you said you could keep your favorites. I'm in the marinating stage where I get to kind <laughs> of. Yes, he did say I get to keep my favorites. And I like that I got to keep my favorites. But I think he said, you're 10 favorite. And I was like, oh my God, only 10. So I, I need to think about it a little more. At least I feel like I have a better perspective on it. And I'm kind of viewing them in a different light. I'm marinating. Can I just leave it at that? Is that okay? Yeah, you can leave it at that. To sum it up, we love talking to Peter Walsh. It was exactly what we dreamed of when we started this podcast. It was one of, I mean, we have a list of dreams for the podcast, but near the top of the list was for sure talking to Peter Walsh because he is the person that really, I don't know, that we connected about organizing with. Well, thank you for indulging us for spending so much time on Peter Walsh. As you can tell, we are smitten with him. Can you say smitten when you're not talking about romantic love? In this case, I think smitten is totally the perfect word. I'm still kind of pinching myself that it even happened. <laughs> At the end of the interview, he said, I'd love to talk to you again. Okay, realistically, did he really mean like 
hey, call me up again? Like, not next week, but what do you think? I think he was being very kind and generous the same (laughs) way he was during the whole interview. Oh, I guess I could contact him if I actually get rid of my Oprah's and be like, hey, guess what? But until then, you're right. He probably doesn't want to hear from me. (laughs) We did have way more questions we didn't even get to. I could have talked to him for like five more hours. But again, for our listeners' sakes, but mostly for Peter's sake, it's it's good we ended it when we did. <laughs> well, you know what it's time for, Bethany. A new monthly challenge. I'm ready. So Peter Walsh may have kind of helped us with some perspective on our monthly challenge, but we decided for this month that we're going to actually try to stop some clutter before it even enters our house. And this challenge was inspired by you, Autumn. Yes, it's kind of a similar vein of our previous challenge, which was not bringing anything new into our home. And for this month, I want to focus specifically on paper because I know that's a problem area for a lot of people. Plus, I haven't stopped thinking about back in episode 25 where you said you let your mail pile up. And all I've wanted to do since then is have an episode about mail. Which is so bizarre because I felt like that whole episode was about being my most honest self and freely admitting that I let mail pile up for two weeks, maybe a week. In that time, yeah, we were talking about being overwhelmed and what things you can let go of. And the way you described it, of course, I think that was fine how you let the less sensitive mail pile up. It just got me thinking about mail ever since then and how it can be a problem area for some people. Yeah, it is good to think about some longer term solutions or systems. And I know you have it down. So I am excited and willing to take on this challenge. I will also say that I've come to terms that I kind of like paper. I just... I like it. I am not on a paperless quest. I am not on that quest. Why not? You want to hold it in your hand and read it? Okay. So for my job, one source of paper besides student work is that there's a lot of articles or things that I need to read. So like even for tomorrow morning, I have a meeting tomorrow morning. I have to read this article. Well, they emailed us the article. I printed it out. Did I need to print it out to read it? Kind of. Like, it, it just felt like I could process it a little easier. I could take my notes. I could, you know, I, I wanted to, to, to print it out. And whereas some of my coworkers, I think, would be like, why did you print it out? It was just right there on your computer. They're probably from a younger generation. They sure are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> they grew up reading things on online, which I did not. I hear what you're saying, and I understand because I, I can't get away from writing my to-do list down. Like, There's so many to-do list apps, but I just can't do it. I have to write my to-do list down. It has to be on paper. So I understand. So let's reframe the challenge. What it really is, is stopping unwanted paper. Okay, okay. So you're not trying to make me go paperless. Yes, you get to keep whatever paper you want. Okay, okay. I am up for the challenge. That's all we need, a willing participant. So just like all challenge, we would love for you to join us. Feel free to jump in. So today we just have three small steps, and then we'll meet back again next episode to continue on our Stop Paper Clutter Challenge. And I also like that you're saying we, because in this case, you're really steering the ship, because 
I have not taken any of these steps towards reducing my paper. These are definitely super small steps, so they're going to be easily doable. So you can tackle them today. I'm hoping that you're listening to these and you're going to be like, oh, I've done these. This is so easy. <laughs> the first one is setting up your bills digitally online so that your statements are sent to either your email or you're able to download if you need them. I have done that with two bills, but I have a couple other bills that I, like my cable bill, for instance, I just got it in the mail yesterday. So, well, not even cable, but internet. So I have not. Would you like to set that up digitally? I'm adding it to my to-do list as we speak. <laughs> set up cable bill. I don't see you doing that. I see you lounging. Wait, here. Okay, I was lounging. Here, I'm okay. writing it down right now. Friend. Okay, check. Well, not check, because I haven't done it yet, but... I also do have a few that I need to set up digitally, so there you go. That's on my list, too. I will admit that I was a kind of late adapter to getting statements by email. I like getting the paper statement. There's some that I like to look at each month if they change, but I can set up that reminder on my phone. I'm big on phone reminders, especially because you can make them repeat each week or month. Wait, automatic payment or online bill receiving? Those feel like two separate things because my other bills... They don't pay automatically, but the bills are paperless. I only have certain items set up for automatic payment. I think that's kind of a personal judgment call of what you prefer. Okay. Payments are bills that are pretty much consistent each month, like utilities. I have that set up on automatic because it's going to be paid no matter what. Okay. Other bills that come in, like health, that can't be set up automatically. So there's definitely other things that, you know, you will have to remember to pay each month. So it kind of depends on your situation. But it definitely makes your life easy to set up everything on automatic payment. But I'm not going to sit here and say you have to have it on automatic. It's kind of a personal preference. The goal is not that I have to have an automatic. It's that the bill is now paperless. Don't you think that would be more fun to have your bill paperless? I don't know about fun, but I put it on my list. I don't want you to just do it because I'm saying to do it. No, I'm ready. Would you rather have it come in the mail? Well, it is nice to get mail sometimes, but not Bills? when it's a bill necessary. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Step one. So that's step number one. I'm hoping that our listeners are like, yeah, obviously. If not, here's your chance. Okay, I'm ready. Step two. And if you're feeling like you're ready to go that extra step, you can set up your bills for automatic bill pay. Set it up and forget it. I'm going to go for the, the paperless bill. That's that's the step I'm committing to. Step two. We're going to look at catalogs that come in the mail. I mean, are people still looking at catalogs? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you just shopping online? And finding what you need? You know, I get a lot of teacher catalogs, so I still get catalogs. I mean, are they selling you stuff or? Yeah, they're selling me books or courses or that kind of thing. Do you want that? I browse it. You're saying go and be a little more intentional about what catalogs you're inviting into your life. Yeah, because I do have a catalog that I really enjoy that is called Title Nine. The sport one? Yeah. Sport leisure clothes. You've been getting that since college. When we were roommates, Autumn got this catalog in the mail. Like, she'd leave it on, like, the coffee table or whatever, and I'd pick it up and be like, man, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what I like about it. What do you it. like about it? There's real women, and they say their name, and sometimes where they're from, and what sports they play. I, I just love it. You're allowed to keep it. No, I'm not keeping it. What? I don't need that in my life. Because sometimes I pick it up, and I look through, and I say, I want that. 
No, it brings you pleasure. It's been bringing you... But I don't need it. It brings me clutter. <laughs> no, I have canceled it before. So here's the thing. I did it for my oh. old house, and we moved into a new house about four years ago, and they found me again because I ordered something from them. So I'm doing this along with you because I need to redo it for my new address. So the point is, is that you can be a little bit more selective about your catalog. To go back to what Peter Walsh says, it's part of the I see, I want, I buy. Mm. There's a reason why they're sending you catalogs. You see it and you want it. I'm, I'm totally guilty. But I want to make it so that if I need something, I can go specifically to that exact website and buy what I want as opposed to being convinced or if the catalog's not there, I'm not going to remember that I want to buy it. The Ikea catalog's kind of fun to look through. Oh, we're not talking about Ikea catalog. That's only once a year. We're talking about catalogs that come monthly or seasonally. And then our clutter. How do we do that? How do we unsubscribe from catalogs? On the back, the catalog will have usually the phone number or the website where you can go to set your mail preferences. And you can unsubscribe by going on their website or from calling them directly. But I would recommend collecting catalogs over a month or two and batch processing this activity because it would be a lot of work. So like get your cup of coffee, sit down and just go through it. Right. Do it all at once. The other option is their website called catalogchoice.org. Maybe I started using it about six or seven years ago and I've had success with them. You go online, you sign up for an account, and they put in that stop mail preferences request for you. Okay. You enter your information, you enter the codes that are on the back. Sometimes you see like customer codes and, and they're highlighted in a different color. It's very similar to the Enroll.me service that I mentioned back in episode 15, which is specifically for your email, and they enroll you from different businesses' newsletters. So this is that same idea except for catalogs that come in the mail. Hmm. I don't know. Well, so if I go to catalogchoice.com, is it going to pop up all the catalogs that currently sent me? No. You have to enter in specifically oh, okay. what catalog okay. you want. There is an alphabetical order list. You could search that way. So then the next time that I get a catalog, this is something that I can do. It says you don't have to have the extra codes that are on the back of the catalog, but it says it's health. So this is also an okay. instance where Got I it. collect the catalogs over a month or two and bring them all to the website and do it all at once. And it doesn't take very long at all. Okay, so now we have bills and catalogs, and the next one I for sure know everybody wants to do, which is all those credit card offers. Yes. So the website is optoutprescreen.com, and of course we'll have a link to these websites in our show notes. You put your information in there through that website, and it only lasts a certain amount of time. Oh, so you have to redo it? If you do it online, it's for five years. And if you actually mail in the form that they provide you, I think that's for life. So you can decide how much effort you want to put in. I've only done the email one, which is probably why now I'm receiving credit card offers again. <laughs> Maybe I'll take the extra effort this time and mail it in. I think that's worth it because you hear about identity theft if somebody gets your mail and applies for one of those cards. And then two, if you really want a card, you will very easily find one. You can seek one out. So you don't need those coming to your house. That's right. No matter how good the deal sounds. And there's one last website to share. This one I haven't personally used. It's called dmcchoice.org. This one has a small fee. It costs $2, I think. I guess that was above my budget. I haven't done it. They take off credit cards, catalogs, magazines, offers, donation hmm. requests, and bank offers. Oh, I see. Okay, so it says $2 for a period of 10 years. Yes. 
So they take your name off list. Maybe I'll try it and see what happens. (laughs) Report back. But the main goal, as you can see with our three steps, is just to reduce the amount of paper that's coming into your house, therefore reducing the amount of paper you have to sort when you're getting the mail. I think there is something to that whole stop it before it comes even into your mailbox, you know? I'm up for the challenge. We'd love to hear what tips you use to keep paper clutter out of your home. We have a voicemail line, and you can call and leave your tips with us there. It's 858-480-SPACE or 858-480-7722. So we are now in fall, and during summer, we mentioned that we were going to go every other week just because of our summer schedules. But now that we're in fall and after doing that all summer, we realize it's really more our pace with our work schedule slash the kiddo schedule. So we are going to continue for now with the every other week, a new episode coming out. That means that the easiest way to make sure that you don't miss an episode is by subscribing. You can do that on iTunes or whatever program you use to listen to your podcasts. We would also encourage you to take a moment and give us a review on iTunes. It is something that I'm trying to be better about because I know we ask for reviews and I'm like, what podcast am I reviewing? So I've been practicing that so that I can get out there and review these podcasts because now that I'm on the other side of actually like putting out a podcast, I know that they mean a lot. They are helpful for the people who are putting the podcast together and they also help others discover the podcast. So if you're happy you found us, please head on over and take a second and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. We're really excited to be on this organizing journey with you. And we could not wait to debrief about Peter Walsh. We've been kind of like just giddy waiting to talk about it. So (laughs) thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Bye for now. Bye.